Yeah, this isn't a, like a sit-down kind of message tonight, so I'm just going <laughs> to set that aside. So tonight we continue on talking and landing the plane on our Anchor Point sermon series, and our mission is to do what? Uh, let's try that again. Our mission is to do what? It's to take Jesus into every community in Southwest Nova. Come on. Amen. Amen. We've been hammering away at that for like two months. And like I said before, we're going to continue to hammer away with it till you get sick of it. And then we're going to hammer away some more. Because that is our unshakable passion. I'm so thankful that God gave that vision to AJ and uh, that God has kind of implanted that vision into us. And that's our passion and that's our desire. And as we continue to take Jesus in every community in Southwest Nova, we need the Lord's help. And so I'm just going to ask the Lord to continue to bless us as we dive into the word. Father, once again, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand and we just pray, Father, that you'd speak and you'd move and that you'd minister and you'd inspire us and you'd set our hearts on fire that you'd send us into mission, and you'd help us to sacrifice everything for the sake of the gospel. We love you, Lord, and bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we move forward with this mission of taking Jesus into every community in Southwest Nova, we need things to keep us grounded, to keep us on the rails. And so we've been talking a little bit about our anchor points. And I absolutely love our anchor points. And I was talking with someone this week, um, this weekend about how one of my pet peeves, and I've shared this before, is like vision statements that don't mean anything and no one knows. Man, that bugs me. It's like, what's the point in having a vision statement if no one knows about it, if it's just on like a flyer or something like that and no one knows about it? Another one of my pet peeves is like having things like these values or these anchor points that no one's aware of and that don't really mean anything. The thing I love about these anchor points is I absolutely love them because they're shaped by scripture and they really mean something. And like my desire for my own life is that my life would reflect the anchor points that we're sharing. And not only would I like that for my own life, like my desire is that everyone that comes to Coastal, they would embody these anchor points. Because when I think about someone that is a mature disciple of Jesus, they have all six of these anchor points. And so we're going to kind of just review the first four, and then I'm going to teach you the last two as we land the plane on our Anchor Points um, sermon series. So the first thing is that we desire to see people that are gospel-motivated. Can you all say gospel-motivated? People moved and motivated by the love of God for all people. Spirit-empowered. Can you all say that? People strengthened and sustained by the Spirit's power. Next one. Scripture rooted. Can you all say that? People standing on and shaped by the word. Prayer soaked. People who live and lead as people in conversation with God. You know, when I think about those things, I'm thinking, Lord, like what might you do through a group of people that actually have those values at their core? What would you do through people that are gospel-motivated and scripture-rooted and prayer-soaked and spirit-empowered? What might you do through a group of those people? And I'm like, man, he could do something, right? Like, I'm t- like if you think about that, like, those people are so usable in God's hands. Like, we talk about Ephesians 3.20, how God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or imagine. It's those kinds of people that God can absolutely blow your mind with what he can do. And so tonight, we're going to add two more things to those anchor points to introduce you to um, the first one is kingdom focus. Can you all say that? 
And the second one is multiplication obsessed. Can y'all say that? It's a little bit more of a mouthful. You know, I'm fired up about these two anchor points tonight because before I delved into the anchor points and got ready to preach, God was burning two words into my heart and he's been doing it for a couple weeks now, but this week in particular, there's two words that God's been burning in my heart. The first word was sacrifice. Can y'all say sacrifice? And the second one is sent. Can y'all say sent? Sorry, I've been asking for a lot of crowd participation tonight. Um, but those two words have been burning in my heart. What blows me away about our two anchor points, and you're going to see it here tonight, is both of those words are in our two anchor points. And as a preacher, when you're kind of like getting ready to um, share God's word with the people that God has entrusted you to, you want to like make sure that you're hearing from God. And so knowing that God has been stirring my heart this week with those two words, and they're literally in the anchor points before I knew that was a thing, I was like, okay, Lord, you're doing something. You want to speak something very specific to the campus that I'm in charge of stewarding. And so I'm super excited to dive in to God's word. And something that I feel like oftentimes as a preacher, God does something in you first, and then he wants to share it with the people that you're ministering to. And one of the goals that I have this year I'll share with you is I want to be a better leader. That's something that God's just really burned in my heart is I want to learn how can I be a better leader of Coastal Church. That's just been one of my goals. And so I've been doing some reading and I've been reading different books on leadership. And um, one of the things that I do weekly with our staff, we have Brett, who's our staff pastor, and Andrew, who is our resident pastor, is I meet with them every week and we have staff meeting on Tuesdays. And I've been teaching them from this book on leadership. And it's crazy because this past Tuesday, I shared with them um, from one of the last chapters in the book on the law of sacrifice. The law of sacrifice. And in this law of sacrifice, it basically says that a leader must give up to go up. A leader must give up to go up. So I asked the staff this week, I said, what kind of sacrifice have we made or you made for the sake of the mission? And they began to just be transparent and open with me. And I began to be transparent and open with them about some of the things I feel like the Lord's called me to sacrifice for the sake of the mission. You know, sometimes we have to sacrifice our own interests or our preferences. Sometimes we have to sacrifice our time, our talent, our treasure. Sometimes we have to give up security. It's one of the reasons a portion of the offering tonight is not going to this campus. It's going to South Church. Because following Jesus is a call to sacrifice, and we want to be kingdom-focused. We want to serve and sacrifice in the move of God across Southwest Nova. That's one of our values. And I felt this as it was preparing tonight. I felt this so strong come over me. I felt like the Spirit was just really saying, this is something you need to speak to your church. So are you ready for this or what? If we're going to take Jesus into every community in San West Nova, there's people in this room that God is going to ask to sacrifice a lot to see this vision fulfilled. Do you sense the Holy Spirit? I'm going to say that one more time. 
if we're gonna take Jesus into every community of Southwest Nova, there's people in this room that God is going to ask to sacrifice a lot to see this vision fulfilled. And I get the sense right now that there's some of you, God is speaking to you right now about something specific. And it's no wonder I felt so strong this, as I was preparing and praying and getting ready. I just feel like there's people in the room, God is speaking to you. God is calling you to sacrifice your time. He's calling you to sacrifice your talent. He's calling to sacrifice your treasure for the sake of the mission. And we do all of that because we're kingdom focused and we're multiplication obsessed. You know, I am so stinking proud of Yarmouth Wesleyan Church today. And it's not because they're 72. That's awesome, and they've had 72 years of kingdom legacy, and that's great, and I praise God for that. But you know why I'm most excited? Is because Yarmouth Wesleyan sent 20 to 30 of some of their very best people. I mean, board members. They even sent one of their pastors, for goodness sake. They sent their very best to see South Church become a reality. And Yarmouth Wesleyan isn't just saying we should sacrifice for the move of God. They're actually modeling what we should all do. Right? It's one thing, like, talk is really cheap. It's one thing to talk the talk, right? It's another thing to walk the walk. And Yarmouth Wesleyan Church sent some of their very best people to serve and sacrifice for the move of God. Like, that costs Yarmouth Wesleyan something. Like, it, it's a sacrifice. Sometimes we think that the call to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus is just an individual thing. But Scripture was actually written to communities with a community mindset. Like, individuals aren't just called to take up their cross and follow Jesus. Coastal Church, Yarmouth Wesleyan Church, and South Church are called to take up their cross collectively and follow Jesus. That means dying to self. That means sacrificing for the sake of the mission, amen? And so Yarmouth sacrificed to see, to see South Church become a reality and to see Coastal become a reality. And here's my dream, Coastal Church. I don't want you to hear this. My dream for Coastal Church is that one day we'll actually be able to walk in what Yarmouth Wesleyan walked in today. That one day we would send 20 or 30 or whatever of our very best people to go see a gospel community in another community that doesn't currently have one, amen? That's my dream, that we would be so kingdom-focused and multiplication-obsessed that we're willing to sacrifice whatever it takes. And we would be willing to send whosoever will. We will serve and sacrifice in the move of God in Southwest Nova, and we'll be multiplication-obsessed. We will develop and send ordinary people to actively expand the kingdom of God, heaven, by living on mission. You know, sometimes when you're reading scripture, one of the things that I love about what God is doing in Coastal is, like, how many of you all, let me just ask you, how many of all over the last two years have really started to actually read the Bible? Like, there is so many people that I've connected with at Coastal Church that has downloaded the YouVersion Bible app and has been going through Bible plants like they're going out of style. Like, it is crazy how many people are just immersing themselves in the scriptures here. And that encourages me so much. And I'll tell you why. 
Because if you come to faith in Jesus and make a decision to follow, if you become scripture rooted, I'm confident that no matter what storm may come, you're going to have a foundation because you're building your house on the rock. And so super encouraged by that. And sometimes as you are reading your scripture, sometimes the Lord kind of illuminates a certain word or a certain passage. Or you ever have a moment when you're reading scripture and something like jumps off the page at you? Well, for the last few weeks, the word sent has been just jumping off the page at me. I've been reading through John's gospel and he actually uses the word a lot. The word sent. And in the Greek, the word sent is the word apostelio. It's where we get apostles. And so sometimes we read apostles, we're like, what on earth does that mean? Well, the apostles were just sent ones. They were sent ones. And they actually reflected the character of God. Because who did the Father send? The Son. For God so loved the world that he gave, he sent his one and only Son. And so the Father sends Jesus. And Jesus instructs, talks to his disciples and says, As the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And Jesus promised in John chapter 16 that he would go to the right hand of God and he would send what? The Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Spirit falls on the people, God sends the church. And so we will develop and send ordinary people, says our anchor point. God has called us to be a sent people. And Jesus today sent a core of people to establish those church. Amen? We are called to develop and send ordinary people. People just like you and me. Folks from Canso and folks from Barron. Ordinary Joes like you and I to actively expand the kingdom of heaven by living on mission. You know, as I read through the book of Acts, one of the things that fires me up is it just provides an amazing illustration of how the church is actually designed to function and operate. You know, Jesus instructed his disciples in Acts chapter 1 to do what? To wait in Jerusalem for the sending of the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts chapter 2, God sends the Spirit on the church and literally sets the church on fire, which I absolutely love this picture, where they're so filled with the passion and power of God. And Peter preaches this message, and 3,000 people come to faith in Jesus and receive forgiveness of sins. It's amazing. And they become witnesses of this gospel message. And the man that was once betrayed Jesus three times boldly stands up with conviction and preaches this message about the resurrected Jesus. And the church was born that day. And then from there, God affirmed the message from the sent ones, the apostles, through miracles, signs, and wonders. And then you kind of roll into Acts chapter 4, where these sent ones actually had to pay the price for the message. The Bible says that the sent ones were arrested, and they were put into custody. It actually cost them something. There was a sacrifice involved. But despite all that, and I love the word but when you find it in Scripture, it's so encouraging. It's like, the situation is this, but. And that's not one of these buts here in this passage of Scripture. But the Bible says, but many of those who heard the word believed, and the number of men came to be about 5,000. Imagine that. 5,000. Like, do you check that out? 5,000 people got saved. Can you imagine for a second what I would be like right now if 5,000 people got saved? It's like, beam me up, Jesus. 
Like seriously, I'd be so wound up about that and fired up. But 5,000 people got saved. And you know what? I get so fired up about that number, not just because of the number, it's because like what I said earlier, every number has a name and every name has a story. And the apostles were so consumed with a passion, with a kingdom focus. They were so obsessed to see the church grow and multiplied. They were willing to sacrifice everything for the sake of the gospel. Amen? They were given hook, line, and sinker to the mission. Because the Holy Spirit had possessed their whole being. The Holy Spirit had totally taken over. They were filled with the Spirit. And they realized there's a price to pay to see lost people come to faith in Jesus. Because that's the deal, church. There's a price to pay to see lost people come to faith in Jesus. But man, oh man, it is worth it. Amen? There are a few things more valuable in God's economy than lost people. His heart and mind is bent on the hurting and the broken. He is obsessed with reaching lost people. And he wants to give us that same obsession by filling us with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we think that's just reserved for the elite or pastors or leaders. No, you know what the, you know what they, the Bible says about Peter and John? They were uneducated common men. Dudes just like you and me. Who were sent by God and were willing to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. You know, the game changer was they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, began to preach this powerful sermon. I'm going to invite the worship team to come at this time. You see, I love what God does through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, God sets people on fire. We see that in Acts chapter 2, that these sent ones were filled with God's passion and filled with God's power. They were given the divine resources to actually go out and be the witnesses they were called to be. They were set on fire. And as they were set on fire, they were sent on mission. And then they sacrificed everything. They said it's, it's all worth it. And if you fast forward to the end of Acts chapter 4... People were so convinced that this mission was worthy. People were so convinced that to be kingdom-focused and multiplication-obsessed, the Bible teaches us that they, people sold their land and gave the proceeds to these sent ones. Why? So they could reach more and more people. So the kingdom could expand. So the kingdom could multiply. So more and more people would come to faith in Jesus and receive the forgiveness of sins and experience restoration and healing and purpose. So people were all into this mission. And you see, God wants to do the same thing in you. He wants to set you on fire. He wants to pour out his spirit in this place. He wants to take possession of your heart, your mind, your will, and your emotions. He wants your time, he wants your talent, and he wants your treasure. And he's not selfish, you know why he wants it? He wants it to reach more people. He wants all of you. And that sounds like a tall order. But Jesus modeled the way for every one of us. Jesus is asking for every part of your life. But you know what Jesus gave? Every part 
of his life. Jesus laid down his life for every single one of us so we could experience forgiveness of sins, so we could be changed people with changed stories. And our response to that incredible message of the gospel is say, God, you can have it all. Set me on fire. Send me on mission. And help me, God, to sacrifice everything because you deserve it all. And lost people matter. I want God to be kingdom-focused. I want to be so obsessed with seeing more and more people come to faith in Jesus. Like, when we started Coastal, that was it. We wanted to see people that didn't know Christ come to faith in him. And so, I challenge you tonight. Would you ask God to set your heart on fire? Would you ask God to send you on mission? And would you ask God for the courage, especially for those he's speaking to you tonight, would you ask God for the courage to sacrifice everything because the mission matters?